I went to scratch my head and I smacked myself. <laughs> what the heck? All right. Hey, guess what? Huh. My foot's down. It's not on anything except the floor. Yay. Do we have to require a penny for that since we're not technically in our episode yet? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Especially since we didn't do a penny on our other episode, so yeah, I was I was actually kind of proud of myself for that. Same. <laughs> I was really surprised. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> Hi, welcome to. Mystery Monsters, Monsters and Merlot, <laughs> where we forget to say our name at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> yeah, we are a paranormal and true crime podcast. Hosted by Shannon. And Nikki. Woohoo! <laughs> if, and I'm Shannon and she's Nikki. All right, well, so we, do you have any notes to start out? Oh, I have a present for you. Okay. It's getting to be Christmas time, listeners. And Christmas time. Yes. So we're just we're recording this on December nineteenth. And I saw something at Joanne's yesterday that mm-hmm. I just I had to get you. Okay. I, I don't know exactly which one of them I'm gonna give to you, so it may be random, but Okay. <laughs> I got one for you and one for tabs. Oh yay. So Okay. I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm stoked. Okay. We're gonna give you the one that this one doesn't count. We've already put a penny in, so I'm going to sing this, so, yeah. Okay. So, this one says, Tis the season to be drinking. And it's a wine holder, like a, a bottle holder. Eep. I was going to get you some wine, but I'm not working right now, so that's not yeah. happening. <laughs> no worries. Oh, my God. It's so cute. I love that it has snowflakes on the inside. <laughs> we'll post pictures of these two. And we don't have a video. Um, we're not going to do a video of this one. But um, that is so cute. And then it has a little handle. Yeah. It is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> oh I saw, gosh, this, I saw that and I was like, <gasps> how much is it? Um, Can you get that for me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because I am broke. Dude. Like so broke i'm gonna use this even when it's not christmas i don't even care (laughs) it is because it's always the season to be drinking of course why not (laughs) plus it's not like i have one you know it's funny because uh my mom brought wine over to my house for our little uh family thanksgiving yeah and she left the wine bag there and it's this (laughs) cute little like velvet like dark blue with snowflakes and I may just not tell her that she left it in my house. <laughs> I don't know if it was on purpose, but I want it to be mine. <laughs> so, so now I have one that I can use that doesn't show her that I have her. her <laughs> oh, that's great. But yay. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know what to expect. And this is the cutest thing ever. Oh, my gosh. Thank yeah. you so much. I'm, I'm going to show you Tasha's. And, Tasha, you're you're getting a preview on this episode here. Yeah. Um, next time you come down, It'll be we'll soon. have to figure something out so that I can get this to you. But yeah, it'll be soon because hopefully she can come down for Charlie's birthday or something. This one's another sing-song one, okay. so it doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. Gifts don't count, listeners. Okay. 
Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the wine is so delightful. Yay! Oh, that one's really cute. I really like that one, too. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I think she will like that one, though. And it's good that I don't have something that's white, because it will get ruined. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this one's white. and some, like, filigree on it. What does the inside look like? Same as mine? Oh, no, just filigree on the inside, too. Oh, so pretty, though. I love that. Yeah, and it's got a red rope. Yes. And mine's white, because the outside is red with some gold. All uh, uh, mine, I will post a picture once we, whenever we put this on. We don't know if we're going to put this on the first or second episode we record before Christmas. (laughs) Because I didn't bring Nikki's gift, because I didn't think about it. But we're going to probably do our next episode... In a couple days, then still be yeah, Christmas, so, so. like four days before Christmas. But yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem if you leave this in. Okay, because either way, yeah, yeah. All right, um, and then there was something else I was gonna bring up. I'm trying to remember. I didn't write it down. I'm, I'm, I'm a mess, an absolute mess. I'm sorry. Post-it um, notes shall be your friend. What? Post-it notes shall be your friend. Oh yes, I just bought a bajillion of them. <laughs> Because I went to the dollar store and I was looking for like normal post-it notes and I couldn't find them, but they had giant circle ones. So I was like, okay, I I can work with that. But I wanted something that I could like stack because they're square. You can put them flush. Yeah. And so I got the little ones and I was like, those are going to be useless for a lot of things. Like you need to be able to write stuff. Yeah. And then I went to a different dollar store the next day and found the regular ones. So I have like seven different types of <laughs> sticky notes so yes those are gonna have to become my friend and i now that i have them all together and i have my whiteboard i should be able to start putting reminders for myself and hopefully you know remember my psychiatrist appointment third time's a charm <laughs> actually go to the psychiatrist so i can get my meds corrected yeah yeah i have seen um a lot of things that just to have post-its like all the are uh, all around the house wherever you might be most likely to remember something mm-hmm. like your bedroom the girl's bedroom kitchen dining room yeah not dining room because your kitchen and dining room are one mm, not technically we do have the dining room that's the entry oh the formal dining yeah. room that's true technically it's not a dining room right now it's just a tree place <laughs> tree room it's the tree room <laughs> <laughs> that just happens to have a piano and a desk in there but it's definitely dedicated to the tree right now. So. <laughs> and then I think I feel like there was something else, but I'll try to remember and maybe we can just edit it at the beginning like we did last time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's for now all I have. Sounds good. <laughs> otherwise <laughs> recorded later. <laughs> all right. So my story today is i titled it georgia's female deputy hmm okay okay um so my sources are my favorite a crime watch daily video because i it's just easier for me to watch a video than to read everything yeah and so i'll just watch a video i'll write down the notes from it Mm-hmm. And then I'll go and look it up and get additional information. Yeah, get, like the in-depth. And yeah. I feel like that's why all of mine have had like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures and stuff. And why this most recent one was so hard because I was trying not to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. But gotcha. I get it because I'm the same way and I think that's why I got 
so frustrated because I was like, I don't want to read 70 pages of information. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just so much easier to watch something. Mm-hmm. So we've got the Crime Watch Daily video. Um, we've got onlineathens.com. And we have monstersandcritics.com. Well, <laughs> Sounds like they made a, a website just for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not our website. Don't. don't. No. Don't say that. We need to make a website. We do need to make a website. I'll figure it out. I don't know. (laughs) All right. So, in Athens, Georgia, Tracy Lee, or Leah, uh, it's L-E-A, Fortson, became the first female deputy in the Oglethorpe County Sheriff's Office. She was a 35-year-old single mom of a teenage daughter, and they were living in Winterville, Georgia. Uh, she was a femi- feminist. Feminist. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> feminist, uh, looking for the same pay as the men in her position, but she didn't really get it because so this girl. was like late nineties. Late nineties, yeah. Yeah. Still not. Feminism was not the greatest back then, and we're still not completely equal here. Feminism back then was wearing shoulder pads in your dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, my mom did that. Oh my gosh, I had shoulder pads in some of my little Oh yeah, little same. Dresses. Some of my kid dresses and clothes and so absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so I think that we found feminism in the 90s is going to be the title of the episode. I agree. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm squeaking. (laughs) Please please leave your squeaking. (laughs) That's my favorite laugh so far. I love the squeak. (laughs) Ooh, okay. All right, so... Not only was she a feminist looking for the same pay as the men in her same position, she also complained about innuendos and sexist speech in the station. Which that's very, I mean, that's very all the time, but that's very 90s. Yeah. It was way worse. Yeah, seriously. And in an all-male environment, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So she tried to brush off the harassment one person ended up calling her a stripper before she, like, accusing her of being a stripper before she worked for the police department. Oof. Completely false. Ugh. It doesn't matter if it is or not. Like, yeah. It's just and rude. then another officer said that he had pictures of her with two men, but he never produced said pictures. It's like, then shut the fuck up. Well, but again, like, why? Why does it? Why does it matter? What? Seriously. That's her personal life. Who yeah. Cares? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. All like, right. it's not a crime to be with two guys at the same time. Or be a stripper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I nope, I don't get it. Yeah. So, her 38-year-old boyfriend, Doug Benton, um, he was a, a melder. Not a, not a melder. He was a welder. <laughs> the, the W was flipped upside down in my head for a second, so... I was like a molder... <laughs> A mailer. <laughs> nope, a welder. <laughs> he was also an amateur bodybuilder. Oh, okay. He convinced her to wear a wire to work, 
Um, and after he, after she did, she ended up resigned, resigning, and she filed a sexual harassment lawsuit against Dope. the sheriff. Dope. Like not just the department, but the sheriff himself, because he was the worst. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, that's like last the last time of like using authority to get away with stuff. Exactly. Hate yeah. It. Hate it. Yeah. So June 4th, um, so this was like four months after she left the sheriff's office and had filed the lawsuit. So that was in February. So June 4th, Doug and Tracy got into an argument at Doug's house. And Doug was the boyfriend, right? Yes. Okay, sorry. It's all good. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was... Like they had an argument and it sounded like sounded to the neighbors like things had broken off. They were together for about a year. So So a significant amount of time. Yeah. Um, so June fourth, they broke up and then no one heard from Doug. And about two weeks later, on June seventeenth of two thousand uh, Doug was declared a missing person after neighbors filed a missing persons report saying that his exotic bird collection seemed to be be neglected. Ooh. So it didn't look like he had been feeding them or watering them or anything like that. And so they were like, um, he loves his birds. Something's yeah. up. Oh yeah, you don't have something like that and not take care of it. Like when you're spending that money and you're putting that love into it, they don't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So June 17th, he's declared missing. June 19th, um, Doug was found dead on a farm inside a concrete block contained within a water trough for animals. Whoa. So the water trough was filled with concrete and inside was Doug. Wow. Yeah. Like somebody really wanted that to be. Yeah. Like. A message or something. So was the farm abandoned? No, it was it was a um, a running farm. A running farm. Um, so how did they get away with putting a person with cement into a like water it was truck in, without it being? It was in like the they ended up um, figuring out that he was put into the water trough at his home. And transported there. Oh, so it wasn't even one they used. It was just some random... No, it was... Yeah, it was... Wow. It was... Someone that went out and bought They're a like, water where trough. do I want to put him? Okay, uh, farm. Great. What can I buy that would fit in <laughs> at a farm? Uh, water trough. Yes. Concrete. <laughs> Pour the concrete. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, one of the workers on the farm found this some concrete right. block. <laughs> Now you're making me want to yawn. I am so sorry. I am for anyone that hears me yawning, uh, that she can't edit out. I for some reason feel like I slept thirty minutes last night, and I chugged an energy drink, and I'm still yawning and exhausted. So sorry about that. I get it. <laughs> yes. All right. So when they got him out of the concrete. Right. They found that he had been shot and stabbed multiple times in the stomach, the ass, and near his groin. Jesus. Yeah. Two different weapons. Yeah. And just 
terribly overkill. Like what? seriously, like what the fuck? His ass. I don't. <laughs> okay, I'm sure maybe it will get explained. Um, continue. Yeah, <laughs> very confused. Um. So he was. So the fatal injury was a shot to the back of the head. Oh. So like the yeah, top do of the back of the head. So like the crown. Uh huh. Yeah. The violence of the crime led investigators to believe that it was committed by someone close to him. Mm-hmm. They came to the conclusion that the killer was telling Doug, the victim, I hate you and I can't stand you. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, so family, friends, and neighbors were all brought in for questioning, and they all pointed their fingers at Tracy. Fair. I mean, they did just break up and then he disappeared, so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> um, so they said that there was violence and animosity between the couple, including a couple of, uh, including reports of them saying that they'd kill each other, and they pulled guns on each other and stuff like that. Wow, that is like yeah, that is very drastic measures. Seriously, jeez. So that's according to the neighbors and friends, but both Doug and Tracy's moms thought that the relationship was great, thought they were meant for each other and stuff like that, and they loved each other. Yeah, but the the way you portray your relationship to your mother, like, yeah, I mean, you can have a good relationship and tell them everything, but like, you don't always tell them everything. So yeah, I feel like that's not odd. Exactly. Yeah. So Tracy said they had arguments like any other couple, but there were ne- there were never any physical arguments or any physical fights or no, just like guns. That. Yeah, yeah, just guns. <laughs> we, don't, we don't get physical; we just aim guns at each other. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, but no, you're good. This is blowing my mind. <laughs> so the investigators didn't know about the fight where Tracy left, like the last one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so when they discovered it, it was like, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. So Tracy told her, told investigators that he told her to get out and she did. She said she never saw or heard from him again, but neither did anyone else. Hmm. Okay. It, uh, something that was kind of strange in the investigator's eyes was that Doug had made a bodybuilding video for his son that he had from a previous marriage and in the, the video, he said, in case anything were to happen to me. That's weird. Yeah. So it's like he was kind of, like kind of saw something. it coming or something like that. Huh. And did anyone corroborate that she left? Like, did anyone, like the neighbors? Or Not that seen? I know of. Okay. I'm just curious because, like, if she says she left, like, did anyone see her leave? Like, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Okay. So when. When he was declared a missing person, they ended up searching his house and found a lot of blood, like a lot of blood at his house. And he lived in Colbert, Georgia, and somebody had tried to clean up the blood, of course. But I mean, when you literally stab them and shoot them that many times, like there's the all their blood is going to be yeah. on the ground. Like I yeah. doubt he had any blood left. In him. <laughs> He might have had enough for a talk screen. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah. They also found out that someone had tr- tried to burn down the house. Jesus. Yeah. 
So investigators found a trail of kerosene under the carpet, as well as lit scented candles throughout the house. So like trying to burn it down, the candle goes out. Yeah. Yeah. It. I wonder. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like why it didn't happen like if that didn't work what might not just use a lighter or something seriously yeah just didn't want to wait around or something so tracy on the video that i watched they actually had her interviewed like she was interviewed and she denied that it was her and she said that there was blood on a doorknob that wasn't matched to her or doug hmm so, so random and she said that she said that like oh like they tested it and she was just saying on like the interview like or? she prosecutors and investigators that talked on the the video uh-huh. didn't say anything about this oh it's like weird how is, would she know that it wasn't hers or his yeah it's weird okay like well like if it was there, then they probably tested it and to try and trace it to the both of them. But yeah. in my opinion, that that gives a little bit of reasonable doubt as to whether or not she did it. Right, and I, that's why I'm wondering, like, if she's saying that to create that reasonable doubt, if there's any actual scientific backing of they tested it and this is where they found it. Yeah. Because I do know that they test, but I mean, with that much blood, there's also the possibility of missing something like that, so. Yeah. But that's interesting. Yeah. Um, they did find ammo and a twenty two rifle, a twenty two caliber rifle, that they u- believed was used to fatally shoot Doug. However, they couldn't say with scientific certainty, they said. Huh. That the bullet was fired from her rifle, um, but they could say that it was among the rifles that could have fired the bullet, according to the DA. Did they not have bullet ballistics back then? Oh, they definitely did. Hmm. I mean, ballistics have been, like, early 1900s, if not late 1800s. Huh. I wonder... They've been around for a long time. wonder why it was inconclusive. Seriously. Hmm. Like... Maybe the bullet was too mangled. Like in a skull or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason I can think of that it wouldn't have matched. Right. I guess that makes sense. I was unless, just like, how would you not know? Unless it wasn't the gun that fired that fired the fatal shot. And they just didn't want to admit it. And so. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. So, Doug was found in the concrete in the trough Mm -hmm. he was wrapped in two shower curtains as well Jeez. yes they ended up finding a receipt for the uh, shower curtain that they believed that sorry we're gonna try this again (laughs) (laughs) rewind so Investigators found a receipt for a shower curtain they believe needed to be replaced after Tracy used it to dispose of Doug's body inside the concrete. That's how they put it. So they believed that Tracy um, used a shower curtain 
to wrap up Doug, and then she had to go and buy a new one to replace the one that she had wrapped him up in. But she used two. I know, so right? what happened to the other one? Yeah. Where did the other one come from? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Where did it come from? Where? Oh, shit. Ready <laughs> for your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, not only did they find a receipt for the shower curtain, uh-huh. they also found receipts for the materials used to encase Doug, like the concrete and the metal okay. trough. Okay, fair. It's like, yeah. That's a little more. <laughs> that's a little more. Not like, everyone buys concrete stuff. And a metal watering trough. Yeah. <laughs> like. Fair. Yeah. I'm like. I, I don't know what I believe. Yeah, okay. Honestly, because, right. like, there's a lot of stuff for reasonable doubt, but there's a lot of damning evidence, too. Yeah. So, uh, they also found the same concrete um, in the bed of her truck. Hmm. So, they argued that she had used the truck to transport the body to the farm. How much is she going to have done that alone? Concrete. They have heavy. they have thoughts. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So I'll get, <laughs> we'll get there. I'm okay. just like trying to imagine <laughs> lifting a male body, let alone in a freaking trough with concrete in it. Yeah. <laughs> so when they confronted her about the concrete, mm-hmm. um, she said the concrete was for a dog run that she planned to build, and the trough was for the other animals that she had. Um, they didn't specify what animals she had, but, okay. you know. But, I mean, fair. Yeah. Kind of overly coincidental, but fair, I Seriously, because they were purchased on the day that he went missing. <laughs> Holy yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it was, it was highly coincidental. Yeah, yeah. Kind of past the coincidental stage of, yeah, okay. Yeah. They had, like, a... <laughs> A ton of circumstantial evidence against her. Um, Tracy said that the materials had been stolen before she had a chance to use them. Hmm. It's like... Another one of those very coincidental okay moments. Yeah, exactly. Um, But again, also very... I mean, they can't prove otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. The investigators were like, how could someone, especially someone in law enforcement, fail to cover their spe- their tracks so spectacularly? Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Tracy is convinced that she was framed. I mean, it could definitely be, like, when you're looking at it that way, understanding that it would be purposely not leaving, I mean, not hiding things. And leaving that trail. Yeah. To leave that trail back to her. Exactly. And I agree. Like, that's a lot of, like, obvious stuff that you would leave behind. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, dropped a penny. Like, no, you, like, legitimately left all of the stuff for people to find. So. Exactly. I could see that for sure. Yeah. There was an author that was, um was helping to tell the story that had done a lot of research into her trial and her story. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So his name is M. William Phelps. He's a crime author. M. William Phelps? Yes. Phelps? Yes, like so, Michael. So it was Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. He didn't even look like Michael Phelps. He but. just went by M. William Phelps because he didn't want people to know. It was just a pen name. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so the author, the M. M. William Phelps mm-hmm. said, uh, that seems like an awful stupid criminal to me. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't seem stupid. Yeah. Like, I mean, she can't be stupid if she's the first female deputy yeah. in the county. I don't know. That's, that's what, I think that's what's getting me so far is. Yeah. I feel like she's not dumb enough to leave receipts, the concrete, you know, buy all the stuff on the same day. Yeah, that exactly. Just, none of that quite makes sense. Yeah. Um. So then there's the question of transportation. Right. How did she get the body encased in concrete to the farm when it was close to 1,500 pounds? Right. Um. While Tracy was a bodybuilder as well. Still a lot. She was only five foot six and 140 pounds. Yeah. So the block was more than 10 times her weight. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so the investigator's theory was that she killed Doug, she rolled his body onto a shower curtain, backed her truck up to the porch with the trough in the back already, dragged him with the curtain to the truck and pushed him into the trough and filled it with wet concrete. Okay. Then, you know, there's the question of how did she get it out of the truck? Right. Investigators said they noticed a tree with missing bark where a rope could have been wrapped around. So they were thinking that she wrapped a rope around the tree and then tied the other end to the trough and then just drove away and the trough just fell out of the truck. Oh, but I feel like, I mean, I feel like it, it probably wouldn't have landed right side up. Right. That that's one thing I'm thinking, and then another thing is you would see rope fibers if that were the case. Like you yeah. would just see missing brick. Like the the rope would be frayed so bad, literally just pulling it off of the truck. Depending on the and kind then, of rope, fair. But then also like okay, so she did that, but like so she got then got out, got all the rope and everything. But where'd the rope go? Yeah, and anybody could have done that same thing yeah so anyone that could have killed him that wasn't her could have done that too because again 1500 pounds yeah exactly so tracy and mr phelps don't (laughs) i know right (laughs) now he's mr phelps sorry (laughs) go ahead um so they both don't agree with how it how they said it happened yeah they they don't know how it happened but they don't think that that's how it happened yeah. In my mind, that's a very valid perception of how it could ha- could have happened. If it was her, that is a very probable way that she would have done it. I mean, even even if it was someone else, I mean, it could have happened. could have done it that way, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I don't see how else. 1,500 pounds. Yeah, even if you had, like, two guys, like, I don't see how else you would do it, honestly. Unless, this is me totally coming up with something on the fly, but... Um, they could have had the trough in the back. Um, they could have just put Doug in the, the trough. Um, and then done the concrete there. Yeah, exactly. I kind of thought that too. 
but you'd have a lot of like, I don't know, I guess, like you have to mix the concrete too. Mm-hmm. That's so. kind of what I was kind of going with is like, I, that is valid, but then like. And did they find any anything else, like, how she would have mixed the concrete or no. anything like that? See? Exactly. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, Tracy pointed out to investigators um, and to Crime Watch Daily mm-hmm. that Doug had been killed four months after she left the sheriff's office and filed the sexual harassment lawsuit against them. She thought that it was them getting back at her. That's what I was thinking. So, in 2017... She still felt that if she hadn't filed a, cl- a claim against the sheriff, none of this would have happened. Yeah. She was granted an appeal in 2000. And f- I, I should have switched these around. Um, so she was granted an appeal in 2004, mm-hmm. um, but was found guilty again. So she Darn. went through the first trial in at the end of 2000, I think, mm-hmm. 2001, something like that. And was found guilty. 2004 came around. She appealed. Appealed. And um, was found guilty again. And sentenced to life in prison for malice and felony murder. Plus 10 years for arson. And then 17 years later, after the murder, um, she still felt that if she hadn't filed a claim against the sheriff, that she still, she that might not have happened. Yeah. And then she retains the innocence of the murder, her innocence of the murder. Mm-hmm. Even Doug's mom doesn't believe Tracy did it. And that right there should tell you something. Like, if For the sure. mom doesn't think that the murderer did it. I mean, she also thought that they were a happy couple, but I can understand, like. But, like, even with all of that evidence that was so damning yeah. for the jury that the mom doesn't believe it still to me it's just all way too circumstantial and it's not like i don't think that like it's a huge thing where you know cops or whatever will try and frame someone but if a cop does try to frame someone it is a lot easier for them to plant evidence exactly because they can literally even do it on the fly when they're yeah, like, oh, so. hey, I just found this, but sleight of hand, like, it was in their pocket. Mm-hmm, exactly, and so I could see that, and it's, I mean, you have a lot more connections when you're in certain, you know, positions or certain businesses, exactly. and so I'm sure someone in that position would know a lot of people, too, so I could definitely say, based on, like, all of that, like, it's very, very circumstantial. There's not a single thing... That says this is specifically what happened. Exactly. Her gun couldn't even be confirmed. And I didn't even hear you say anything about a knife being found. Exactly. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> like where was that murder weapon? Yeah. And or like assault weapon, I should say, because that wasn't the murder weapon per, per se. That was. Yeah. Technically the gun was. Exactly. But yeah. So. Yeah. All that to say, I agree. I don't think that uh, she did it. Yeah. Um, so in 2017, her last appeal was denied. There's apparently an organization called Reasonable Doubt mm-hmm. that goes through and attempts to get people released. Exactly. I've yeah. Heard about it. Yeah. And so they are working on her case. Interesting. Yeah. I'd be really interested to see what they 
come up with and what if they're able to get her out maybe we'll have to do like watch for updates yeah yeah i'll have to take a look and see if i can find something but yeah yeah that's it that's awesome i mean terrible because i really do think that she was innocent yeah um because like there wasn't even there was no witnesses like there was nothing that and um you mentioned the porch was it a front porch or back porch do you know i believe it was a back porch okay so there's that but yeah i mean when they say, oh, she left, like, nobody saw at what point she left. Yeah. Nobody saw, oh, her car was still there in the middle of the night. Like, especially if the neighbors are so aware that this is going on. Yeah. But they're not aware of when she left or, you know, exactly. if anybody else showed up or anything like that. Yeah. Especially because they're like, oh, yeah, the birds and, like, they're paying attention. Yeah. yeah. So, that's interesting. Yep. So, my story that I'm going to be doing today, and caveat, um, part of what made it so hard was I started listening to a new podcast to learn about it because they do, like, this whole, like, big story on it. Okay. But I couldn't, like, follow because there was, like, three guys talking and it was just, like, way too much going on. And they're just, like, really loud, like, just laughing and joking and and i was just like i don't know what it's like there's three of us yes (laughs) but it was just and they all kind of sounded similar and so Ah. when they would talk over each other it was kind of hard to understand what was being said and i just wasn't in the right mood to like be listening to that type of podcast okay it probably is a podcast i'll listen to in the future but i feel like because it's so personalized like kind of like ours yeah i kind of need to listen from from the beginning to understand like their personalities and yeah like (laughs) get used to it a little bit um so i have a couple notes from that but i ended up switching over to and that's why we drink and listening to m's uh story about it all righty so i am doing the skinwalker ranch Ooh, another utah one yes i it's one that i'm kind of obsessed with and i will go into great depth as to a portion of why i am so obsessed about it okay um and this should be a two-parter okay hopefully it turns out that way (laughs) (laughs) so skinwalker ranch is located in uinta utah it is 480 uh, 480 acres okay and it's actually surrounded on three sides by mountains and cliffs, so it only has one side that is open. One way to it. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one it's way in, one, one way, way out. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a basin, so it's very much okay. like Salt Lake of how it's essentially surrounded. Gotcha. Skinwalker is Navajo origin. Okay. Uh, skinwalkers are someone who can transform. Um, into an animal based on their needs, according to okay. um, that origin. And I need to be a wolf. Bam, I'm a wolf. Right. I right. need to be a rabbit. Bam, I'm a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to be able to swim. I'm a fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a fish and I'm not a skinwalker, so. <laughs> it honestly reminds me of, um, what's it called? The Sword in the Stone. 
okay yes and he like keeps changing into yes. like a bird and a fish and also emperor's new groove yeah that too actually <laughs> please be something with wings please be something with wings <laughs> yeah oh, baby i can fly it's little uh-oh <laughs> oh my gosh yay i'm a lava again <laughs> I'm a <lover> again <laughs> um so that's from what I can understand, that's like the Navajo's view of skinwalkers. Okay. Um, they do say that um, the final animal throughout their journey, their final animal is always a wolf. And it's usually like a giant wolf. Okay. Um, before they, I don't know if it's like before they pass or if they just stop changing and just become human. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Like Twilight Wolf. Yeah, very... Enormous. Yeah, very yeah, very much like that. And I think based on everything I've read um, just about skinwalkers, really that's the origin of werewolves. Like that's gotcha. where the idea of werewolves came yeah. from. They are essentially skinwalkers. Completely makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Native Americans have been here so much longer than... Right anything else well really. there's so many tribes that have belief in skinwalkers or werewolves or whatever you want to call yeah. it so it's something where i wouldn't be surprised if it's a real thing i mean yeah i am doing a paranormal podcast so <laughs> i believe in it um then as far as some other things so they have inhuman bursts of speed okay when in human form and again this is all stuff that i don't know like if it's only for navajo if it's just beliefs in skinwalkers um but when in human form they'll stand on lone streets to lure people in which i don't know how that would lure anyone in i would turn the other way yeah like um there's someone (laughs) standing in the middle of the road um no thank you (laughs) bye-bye Um, like for me, the better way to get my attention is to be on the side of the road, a damsel in distress, truth, needing needing a tire change Ex- specifically. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I have broken down with Justin. Uh huh. Like not broken down, broken down, but gotten a flat, flat tire, tire with Justin, and he literally did nothing until I asked him to. Because you wanted to do. He said, I know better than to get in the way of you and your cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then they can read minds to know what you are scared of, um, kind of to... I- I'm equating this to Twilight. Yeah. And it- it's it's a cross between Edward and Jacob now. It's Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, who knows? Who knows where <laughs> that information, like, the... Yeah, it's very much, but again, very werewolfy. Like, yeah, kind of not necessarily being able to read minds as werewolfy, but very much like the supernatural, creepy, supernatural idea of like being able to one hundred percent supernatural, one hundred percent. So it was originally called Sherman Ranch. Okay. Before that, I noticed something as to what it was called. Hold on. Um, I think it was called the UFO basin or something like that okay i didn't write that part down because i read it after my notes and i didn't really take a lot after but but it got changed to uh sherman ranch at one point because the shermans lived there so shocking shocking how weird (laughs) how odd oddities 
so originally it was owned by Kenneth. Well, originally it was owned by the Navajos. Yes. Um, and I'll actually start with that because I'm trying to go kind of chronologically. So in the 1800s, the Europeans started moving west and pushed out the tribes. Um, we had the Navajos and the Uintas. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uinta tribe. I don't want to say it wrong, but um, <laughs> I wasn't looking at it. Um, and the story goes that they cursed the land. Okay. A skinwalker was created in the process of them cursing the land, whether there were a couple different versions where they specifically skinwalkers were to protect the land. Okay. And then the other is just that in the process of it, a skinwalker was created kind of. Okay. And then the idea was the skinwalkers multiplied and they live in the canyons. The local tribe members avoided at all costs. Um, I did read something where, although the Navajos are mentioned, the Uinta tribe is actually the res- reservation that's next to the Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, because it's in Uinta. Right. And so they actually do not have any specific. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention I'm tired? <laughs> they don't have any specific beliefs in skinwalkers. I get where the, the spoonerism came in. Yeah. <laughs> Spolific. Um, but the Navajos do, um, and the Navajos and the Uintas actually fought on those lands. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of very terrible things happen on those lands between the two. So there's also the possibility of that being the origin of skinwalkers and being a protection yeah um a couple other random things so some believe that that hmm, some believe that they believe yeah (laughs) i was also tired while writing my notes last night (laughs) some believe that it's a portal where the past meets the future Ooh, which is kind of cool and creepy and fun yeah. Um, and they also think that it is a type of Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. I'm <laughs> str- um, It's only 820. We got this. <laughs> come on, brain. Um, they think that there's like a Bermuda Triangle type thing. Yeah. Um, because people have disappeared. Ooh. Um, and I'll go a little bit further into current events, but there's also a lot that has to do with like magnetism and stuff like that that's very like eerie um okay so after um there were some there was actually a lot of things that happened in regards to the area throughout time from the 1800s to this but a lot of it was just random stuff like okay they sold this piece of land okay so i didn't really put any of that in there yeah you can go to the uh skinwalker ranch website and there's a timeline Ooh. And it is actually interesting. It just wasn't interesting enough for me to it include all of lot. it. It was a lot. Yeah, like literally pages of... So Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, like every every couple few years there was a note for something. And so it was like wow. since it started that far back, I was just like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. So Kenneth and Edith Myers um, owned it from 1934 to 1994. Oh, that's a good long while. Yes, yes. And then after that, it was Terry and Gwen Sherman, thus... Sherman Ranch. Sherman Ranch. 
And then um, it was eventually sold to Robert Bigelow. I had a stake president, Bigelow. (laughs) And I'll go over kind of through these. I just wanted to kind of create a timeline because I got a little lost in it at one point. Okay. Um, And he had it until 2016. And then in 2016, um, until current, until present, a man named Brandon Fugel. Okay. Um, he no stake president Fugel. No. <laughs> um, he now owns it. He actually is a CEO and um, investor and all this stuff for a bunch of companies in Salt Lake City. Okay. And he uh, through Adamantium Holdings, I think is how you say it. Okay. So. And again, that will that one will probably be one I talk about in the next okay. um, episode. But just because that's when I'm going to do a lot of the current stuff. Okay, sounds good. So, um, some of the things that have been involved or seen at the location is the shape-shifting. Okay. Mutant wolves. Or um, there's also the... The Invincible Wolf is another name that they use for it. Ooh. Interdimensional Portals. All right. Poltergeists. Obviously. Aliens. Of course. It was UFO Ranch. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's some other random little things like the Poltergeist situations could also be like aliens or like, so it gets very combined. Gotcha. And then there's also been some other things of, like, really weird animals being seen on the property that just don't belong. No no jackalopes there? Probably not jackalopes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then from there, let's see what else. So orbs. We're probably talking, like, Spy Kids 2, monkey spider type stuff. I'm more talking, like, tropical birds and things from other, that just do not belong in the desert. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. And that's, and that's again, something that just I mean, people... I Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what my thought was. I mean, also the other possible thought for that is that it could be the shapeshifters, the skinwalkers. That's Changing true. into other animals. Could also be the portals bringing them from other places. Or portals. Or like from the future, <laughs> who knows. Or the past. <laughs> could be bringing in dodo birds. <laughs> They brought a parrot from the 2000s. Um, so the other, there's a couple other things as well that are seen. Um, so obviously the UFOs are big, but there's a lot of different types of UFOs. Okay. Um, there's orbs. Orbs as far as more like UFO type orbs as well as very like ghost-like orbs that are like oh. small. And then cryptids. Oh. Yeah. I just have a thought. Uh, what if the the like ghostly orbs are UFOs that we just don't recognize as UFOs? That would like like itty bitty aliens. Whoosh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry, I'm tired too. <laughs> You're kind of blowing my mind right now, though, because like <laughs> for some reason, it just like totally took me to like. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh my god, yes! And it's just like mini aliens. 
maybe it is. Oh, man. I mean, who knows? They might have a shrink ray. Well, yeah, and originally I was going to be like, well, but it goes through walls. But, like, we don't even know what aliens can do. Like, yeah. who knows? They could go through walls if there were many aliens. They could, like, material, like, dematerialize and rematerialize. Exactly. I mean. They could split their atoms. Okay, who knows? we have watched way too much Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. No, if if I were referencing Doctor Who, I would reference the the robot that Amy and Rory get sucked into. Fair. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to podcast things. Okay. Bloopers. So orbs, and then they also see cryptids. Ooh. And we're talking like cryptids that are not necessarily Utah specific cryptids. Hello, Bigfoot. Yes, actually. Ooh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> and then um, it's really, really well known for cattle mutilations. Of course. Which I will try to tread lightly, but we will go over it. Yeah, because, I mean, there's wolves. Yeah. Wolves and pretty much any animal. There's going to be something. Yep. Yep. Sorry, Christine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christine had a hard time with this one for sure, especially because yeah. M showed her pictures. I'm oh, not going to show you pictures. Thank you. <laughs> I already have terrifying images in my head from all of the, the fucked up shit that I yeah. wa- I watch and see. Yeah. Like, thankfully, I haven't had nightmares yet. I've seen pictures. Not on wood. These are rough. Um. Okay. So I did have a note, and I want to put it out there. I didn't see anything about it but it came from that other podcast that i listened to and it's last podcast on the left oh i've i've heard of that one yeah so that's when i listened to it i started yeah that's the one i started and i was just like i do not know these people well enough i'm getting very confused yeah um because it's like way into their episodes like 200 and something something you know like way far um but they mentioned the gormans in the 90s okay that's when the Shermans lived there. So I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did the Gormans rent from the Shermans? So they did lease some um, homesteads on the property. It's possible, but they didn't really go into it in depth. And it might have just been because I didn't listen long enough. Okay. But I will say that they said that the most disturbing um, issues with like cattle mutilations and things like that were in the 90s with the Gormans, apparently. Okay. Um, there, it started out as a Mormon cattle ranch. It, it's in Utah, so that's not that odd. And then, I don't even know what that note means. We're going to skip that note. I just put Native American werewolf witches. <laughs> I mean, it was midnight, so I'm just going to go off. <laughs> that is not getting cut out. <laughs> sure, I don't care. That, um, that's going to be the name of the entire yes. episode. I mean, Native American werewolf witches. There I mean, really, though, that's like essentially what a skinwalker is, right? Yes. <laughs> so maybe Can you that's write that why down I'm, for me. <laughs> that's probably why I put that down. <laughs> um, yeah, I well, it's in my notes, so I can. Yeah. Anyway, that's fine. That's a great name. I don't. I'm stuttering a lot. Um, <laughs> and then they they did talk about how like. There's a possibility it's also known as, like, a thin place. Okay. So, um, for anyone that's not sure. So, that's, like, where the possibility... There's two different descriptions of it. It's either 
uh, thin between our realm and like the afterlife realm and things like that, or thin between ours and another timeline or universe or whatever you want to say for that. Multiverse. Yeah. So that's, that's my version. Yeah, I I agree with that because I mean for me that's what it would mean because for me the other being more like ghost paranormal is more like a portal or stuff like that. Although they do still still call them thin places. Yeah. Um, Okay. So there were some, some books, things like that written. Um, Again, you can find a lot of that stuff on the Skinwalker Ranch site. Okay. I mean, they have so many things like you can see pictures, videos, all sorts of stuff on their site. I'm sure. Yeah, which is they really want cool. to attract tourists. They do and they don't, because as far well as far as the last thing I saw as an update, which was last year, it's like locked down. Like they have, it's got barbed wire, fences, security. Okay. But I think that it was they were trying to make it that, trying to make it kind of like people could come and do tours or whatever. But they found out it was actually really dangerous ah. out there. So I think until they figure it out, they're trying to okay. keep it shut down. Because people have gotten hurt. Like, it's actually kind of Oof. effed up. So, um, but yeah, you can really see some cool stuff. But um, I will tell you, if you try to go to the forum, it has not. I don't see any posts on there since 2018. Oof. So I don't know if that's just because no one's been able to go or what happened there. But anyway. So there's one book called Hunt for the Skinwalker. Ooh, um, intriguing. And yeah, and I and I heard about that in multiple uh, podcasts as well as on a website. So okay, apparently it's really cool. It talks a lot about you know the the history and stuff. Um, and it's called Hunt for the Skinwalker: Science Confronts the Unexplained at a Remote Ranch in Utah. Ooh. So and I did see like see it mentioned in that list of books. Okay. I might just read it because, like I said, I'm kind of obsessed with this place and I just barely found it, like, last year <laughs> as far as, like, how interesting it was because I'd heard of it. I mean, okay. I live in Utah, but yeah. I did not realize it was that cool. So the first ever mm, documented, I guess, experience. Okay. I want to say, I don't want to say documented because I don't know if it was actually, like, it was a long time ago. It was in seven galaxy far, probably. Um, <laughs> I mean, on Skinwalker Ranch, it's very possible. There's portals, thin places, future and past. <laughs> so yes, is the answer to that one. So Navajo and Utes, and then we had the arrival of the Europeans. There was an expedition by Franciscan priests. Okay. Nobody at me for the way I pronounce these names. Yeah. It's Atanasio Dominguez and Silvestri Velez de Escalante, which Escalante right. is a location out there in Utah, and I love that place. <laughs> so this was in 1776. They did the expedition, expedition, yep, expedition <laughs> to find a route from Santa Fe to Monterey. They encountered a fireball crossing the sky, which was much larger than a shooting star. You have to think there weren't airplanes back then. So that's not something that we can use as an explanation. And another It may have been just a meteorite that or a meteor that was lots yeah. closer. But yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like that would be documented, though. Because, like, yeah. we know, like, when all of those happened and stuff, I think. I don't know. I don't know how far back our records go for that. In another version of that story that I read, um, they were sitting at the fire and it actually came out of, like, came up. Oh. So he was, like, looking through the fire and it was behind the fire and went up across the sky. So that seemed more intriguing to me, but I don't know the exact, like... Which version it is. I was not or... there in 1776. I can go to Skinwalker and maybe go through one of the portals, though, to go back in time and <laughs> yeah. watch it. Sure. <laughs> I love you. I'm going down a damned rabbit hole over here. Okay. Um, 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 um. Okay. As of 2002, over half of the population has had UFO experiences. Oh. Partially due to the fact that there are some experiences where, like, the whole freaking town saw it or, like, Ooh. an entire school or, you know, so it's, like, a lot of people all at once are experiencing the same thing, which is corroborating yeah. stories. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think I've ever heard of it quite to that extent. Yeah. Of, like, I don't <laughs> think I have either. Yeah. Um, Bigfoot has been seen here. Um, and then, so here's one example. So in 1978, the whole town saw balls of light over the ranch. Ooh. And then in 1994, um, is when the Shermans moved in. So kind of how early and everything I read was like, oh, you know, how do we know it's real? Because there's nothing documented, you know, they, they could never catch pictures or videos. But if there are that many people who are seeing it, there's something something. going on. Well, and honestly, I, there's like a whole conspiracy about how the government is trying to control the ranch. Oh, and there are people that have literally said, oh, yeah, we have this footage. And then later they're like, oh, no, we didn't. We never caught anything. And so I really honestly think that. Men in black. Yeah, exactly. I honestly think that it's being hidden and that there actually is plenty of evidence that we will actually discuss later. So. All right. <laughs> when the Shermans moved in in 1994, they found a large metal. Wow. Hmm. Okay, I know what that says. <laughs> I like scribbled over it like three times, dude. <laughs> um, they found large metal stakes and chains. Okay. On each end of the house as if large animals had been chained up. Ooh. Um, there were padlocks on the inside and outside of every window. Oh. Creepy. And then as they were moving in, everything... Um, like they were carrying stuff in and then coming uh-huh. back out to the truck. Um, the son and father, which is Terry and what is his name? Tat. Hmm. Okay. So they mo- were moving their belongings in to, uh, the small ranch cabin and a large wolf approached them as they stood outside. And Ooh. this was, uh, with Terry's father, Ed. Okay. But Terry was the husband of the family that was moving in. Okay. The father. So, um, it was larger than any wolf that they had ever seen. 
possibly weighing as much as 200 pounds. Ooh. And when M covered it, they mentioned that on four, all four feet, so not standing up uh-huh. straight, but on all four feet, it was five feet tall. Damn. Meaning it literally would have been as tall as me. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I would have barely been over its, like, shoulders. It didn't... They said that it was... Oh, and this one says over six feet tall. Oh. So that's even larger. Um, that's bigger than me. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing about the wolf suggested, like, it was mean or hostile. Um, it actually... You know, they described it acted more like a lost pet. Okay. So it was, like, kind of trying to get attention. It was trying to, like, rub up on them. And, you know. Okay. And they said that it... was trying to get to know them. Yeah. And it smelled like wet dog. So, like, definitely was very, like, dog-like. But ginormous. (laughs) Which I get it because, like, you know, freaking there's some big dog breeds you know yeah but when they say it literally looks like a wolf that's a whole different situation so terry's wife gwen uh stood off to the side keeping a close eye on her children and they were actually standing in the trailer where they had essentially been unloading stuff okay um and she like kept them there and they were kind of just watching what was happening yeah but after they started to grow more comfortable because the wolf like wasn't freaking out or attacking anybody she did have the kids go over to the animal they kind of showered it with attention and the kids like were asking to keep it which hell no (laughs) i'm sorry i can see your kids doing that they would and i i want to say i would also be asking to keep it but that's a giant freaking animal yeah I mean, I get when you have a farm, maybe that's more reasonable, but, like, no thank you. I can see my dad going into puppy mode with it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, he would be big enough to go into puppy mode with it. Yeah. Like, my dad, like when he's telling stories about going up with, um, with pretty much any dog, mm-hmm. um, in order to get to know them, he goes down on all fours and goes into puppy mode, which is where he puts his chest almost to the ground, puts his hands out to the sides almost, but kind of above his head as well. Mm -hmm. And he's staring the dog in the eye and that's puppy mode for pretty much every dog. And he starts roughhousing with them and playing with them and they never bite him. Yeah. They never do. Yeah. They're just playing with him. As if he were another puppy. That's awesome. I mean, he's done that with guard dogs. Yeah. That their owners were scared of them. Oh my gosh. He got them into puppy mode and then would get them back into guard mode. That's crazy. Yeah. S- yeah Sorry. So they asked- <laughs> nope, you're good. I just didn't remember how far down I'd been. Um. So they asked to keep it as a pet. But Terry, the father, Uh um, knew from experiences that wolves were very cunning and obviously predators. Yeah. Um, So he had just unloaded some of their calves into a nearby pen. Okay. And he was like, no, sorry, you know, we can't keep it. And (laughs) he said no. And then uh, the wolf, almost in retaliation, attacked one of the calves and was trying to, like, got it by the head and was trying to pull it through the bars of the corral. Okay. 
Um, so Sherman and his father, so Terry and his father, uh, attempted to save the calf by, like, they were, like, kicking it and, you know, punching it and hitting it with a stick, like, trying to get it off, and it just acted like nothing, nothing was happening. was happening. It just continued. So Terry yelled to his son, Tad, that was the name I was trying to remember. Okay. Um, go get my Magnum. So he went and got his gun. As soon as he got it, he shot the wolf twice at point blank range. You could tell they hit their mark. There was blood and, you know. Okay. But, it, and it should have killed the the wolf, but it was unfazed. It did not stop. Wow. It continued to pull at the calf. It didn't even act injured. Did not change in its behavior at all. Wow. So, Char, uh, Char, Chari, Terry <laughs> shot the wolf a third time. It did get the animal's attention that time, so he kind of stopped. He released the calf. He backed up a few feet, but he didn't run away. Uh-huh. And he he kind of just was, like, staring at them. So because of this, because he wasn't running away, Terry did shoot him a fourth time. He, uh, he hit him in the heart, which would have been fatal, but yeah. still... Just standing there. It wasn't a silver bullet. Yep, that's that's where he went wrong. <laughs> so he started to kind of panic um, because obviously this thing's not dying and like it just attacked one of his calves. It could yeah. attack them. So not knowing what else to do, he uh, his father, Ed, retrieved his shotgun from the truck and he shot at the wolf again. This time it says the results were visible. So like you could see hair and flesh and blood come off of him as it hit him. Okay. So it definitely hit him, but instead of falling to the ground dead, the wolf just backed up a se- several more feet and just kind of stared at them. He took aim again with the shotgun, hit him in the chest, and again it hit its mark. The wolf stared at them for another moment and then kind of calmly loped away. Didn't even run, just kind of trotted away. Like, yeah. okay, well I'm bored with this, so. Yeah, like, <laughs> eh, you got me. It's, it's a little painful, but eh. <laughs> All right. Well, that kind of sucked. <laughs> so I'll they, go heal in the woods. For whatever reason, decided to try and chase it. I guess at this point they just wanted to kill it. I don't know. Um, How are you going to kill it if four <laughs> shots from a Magnum and two shots two from a shotgun, shotgun didn't even phase it? Right? I know. but Because when I like read that, I was like, why? Why did they pursue it? <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, no, just <laughs> leave it be. It left you alone and didn't kill you. Like, be happy. <laughs> Call it a win. Yeah. So they did pursue it. They went after it, but they were uh, just surprised and blown away to discover that the tracks just suddenly ended in the middle of a field. Okay. And not, not changed into something else, like not werewolfy, but just literally stopped. Just ended. Yeah. Like it went into thin air. <laughs> So, it was picked up by the UFO. Yeah, actually. Or it went through a portal. Or that. Or the UFO picked it up and went through a portal. There okay, we go. We're going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> or are we? <laughs> nope. So, <laughs> after that, the... It says it picked up. They had just moved in, so I don't know how it picked up from there when literally they were putting their stuff in the house, but... yeah. They started seeing balls of light in the sky, like orbs or like peculiar lights over the the mountains. Okay. 
then they would hear voices over their heads, almost like someone floating above them that was unseen. Yeah, right? That seems really creepy to me because it's not like, oh, I hear someone. What some- you doing, bro? It's not- yeah. <laughs> it's not like someone's upstairs talking, but like, sounds like someone's floating above you. Like, that's creepy. Yeah. It's like my dad right up, right behind me, but above me talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's six foot six, guys. He's enormous. He is enormous. I'm five foot nine. And he's still enormous to me. And I'm only a 5'3", so he's like a giant to me. (laughs) They also saw faces in the windows and mirrors, which... No, thank you. Okay, great. That Um, sounds like the poltergeist. Yeah. They started to see apparitions of shadow figures at the end of their bed. No, no. Um, No, thank you. No shadow men. Yeah. Shadow men. Bleh. Yeah. I heard myself say Shatterman. Shatterman. (laughs) Sherman. (laughs) Family members started having nightmares and things would go missing and then just later appear. Poltergeist. Very poltergeisty. Yeah. But also shadow men and seeing people's faces and mirrors and like all of it. It was just like all like orbs. No. Just crazy voices. They had pretty much anything you could experience. I think that's, that's, that pretty much covers it. Yeah. I, I don't like Other it. Other than, I guess, like, possession, but that that's... No. Yeah, no. I, I didn't read anything about that, so there's <laughs> nothing So, one experience of, like, things moving. The wife, Gwen, uh, was unloading her groceries. She came in and, like, put them on the counter, took everything out of the bags to put them away. Okay. She got distracted, um, kind of turned around for a minute, and then when she turned back around, everything was back in the bags. Oh. And, I mean, you would hear that. Yeah, but like that's that's just mean. Oh, it's rude. <laughs> that's rude as hell. Like I just took all of that out of those bags. I, it was probably separated for like what was gonna go in the fridge. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's rude. Like what the fuck? But also really, like I said, it was really weird that she didn't hear it. It doesn't matter if it's paper or plastic bags. Like you would hear stuff going back in the bags. It just appeared back in the bags. Yeah, that's weird. Yep, weird and. That is not the only time that we will talk about something happening that should not naturally, like, either not be heard or not be possible. So they... they Well, yeah. They're very good at manipulating space, I guess the best way. Because, like, okay. putting the groceries back in but not making a sound. And it's within seconds. Kind of like mischievous elves. Yeah. The Keebler elves, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, they started to have bad smells like musk and mold and some, sometimes decomp, Eey. which Jesus, like they Why? can't catch a damn break. <laughs> like, and then sometimes they could hear like a foreign language being muttered into their ears and like above them. So when they were hearing the voices above them, they could tell it was a foreign language seemed to be like a native American type language. Yeah. Um, and they could tell that they somehow they could, couldn't understand them, but they could tell they were talking about them. So kind of like when someone's like whispering to their friend about you, I don't know if it was like a vibe or if they just kind of got the feeling they were talking about them because they weren't speaking in English. Yeah. Then comes the mutilation of cats. Yeah. They started to find kettle terribly mutilated. Um... The eyes were surgically removed. Oh. 
like cleanly, like very weird. I, in the picture, whoa! In the main picture that they show of it, it's like kind of when you see um, the people that like end up having to wear a patch, and there's just yeah. nothing in like it's like that is like not ripped out or anything. It's just not there anymore. Yeah, very weird. Teeth missing, and genitals mutilated. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, within that time, they lost 20% of their cattle. <gasps> the normal average is about 1%. Yeah. So they were losing lots of cattle. And it wasn't even, like, due to natural causes. Like, yeah. Like, it was very unnatural. I wonder um, if they have insurance against unnatural cattle mutilation. I feel like we've talked about this. About, but not cattle mutilation, but, like, insurance against UFOs or... <laughs> aliens or something <laughs> or like insurance against ghosts or something i feel like we talked about that in a previous episode i don't remember but i feel like i i did sell insurance and i did customer service for insurance for a while yeah like not property insurance but auto and home and uh, not home health insurance so i i think about insurance a lot actually yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a conversation we wouldn't have, but I also could have had the conversation with my stepdad because we talk about UFOs and stuff <laughs> a lot. So, so that's also and a your possibility. And your, your stepdad definitely would bring up insurance in oh, relation yeah. to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is specifically something we have probably talked about. <laughs> Let's see. You so, there, J-Rad? Yes, he is. He's listening. <laughs> I um, love you, J-Rad. We love you, J-Rad. <laughs> So, lights would float around the cattle's heads before they would randomly vanish. So, if they did... The lights would vanish or the cattle would vanish? Well, both. So, essentially what would happen is it was like kind of like an omen. So, like, Like, they would see... I'm gonna take you. Yeah. They would see, like, the lights around. Poof! And then that, you know, one of those specific cows that it was floating around later would be gone. Would just vanish. Wow. Spot, where are you? <laughs> yeah. So this kind of goes back to that wolf situation where many vanished with hoof prints just ending randomly. So it was like mid-stride. Okay. The just yep. disappeared. Definitely UFO. Yep. Transporting yep. them into the portal. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and in some cases, the orbs or lights that they would see would get so bright it was like daylight. So it's oh. definitely, that's the beams. That's those beams that are taking up the cattle. <laughs> Daylight come and me want to go, go home. <laughs> All right, Penny. I was trying to decide whether I wanted to or not, and I just, it, it it was too too overpowering. Oh, I get it. That was that's a good song. And then this is where the random animals started showing up. So tropical birds, leopard-looking animals. In one video that I saw, that actually was the reason. Like I was. Watching a show, I watched a show called um, Paranormal Caught on Tape. Okay. Literally just to come up with ideas. <laughs> and I had actually picked a different one, and I could not find anything but a wiki page. And I was oh. like, well, that's not going to work. Yeah. But I know I have heard of this place, and I cannot remember where I had heard of it. Okay. And I'm going to find it, and I'm going <laughs> to figure it out, because I remember like loving that place so anyway so i ended up seeing this and i was like i love that like this place is awesome i'm gonna do it and there was a video 
because it was caught on tape of this animal and it starts out looking like a panther okay like it has a long black it's black has a long tail almost cat like it's on all fours but kind of almost like it's going up a hill so it's kind of um slanted up. okay and there's not a lot of form to like where the head's at you can't really tell okay it's kind of blending into itself because it's bright out so it's almost like a shadow okay so he's just kind of recording it and he zooms in and it's like not moving like it's staring him down and then all of a sudden it just decides to dip out and it like almost as it's moving up this rock because it goes up and around the rock to where almost the rock's blocking it okay as it's going up almost within one stride it's on its feet and then it looks like it almost like a wolf or a coyote and goes down below the it's no longer black so it changes color changes its gait slash walk and changes its shape all within like 10 seconds whoa yeah i'll show you i'll show that to you after after yeah and if you guys want to see it um you want to say it's episode six that's interesting i wonder anyway i don't know what episode but it is on paranormal cut on tape Okay. Which is a great show. I love that show. <laughs> it's creepy. Um, and that was like very compelling. Like that was the first footage I'd seen really of like past footage of the place. And per- first like really um, like skinwalker mutation changing shape video. Okay. So then after that they started losing like cats just started disappearing. And turning up mutilated, and so I don't know why it suddenly switched to cats, too. But in one night, they had six cats disappear all in one night. Whoa! They have Um, a lot of cats. mm -hmm. I'm allergic to cats. I I can't have that many. Like ranch cats. Like they're just. Oh. It's kind of. Trying to keep the mice away. Yeah, they just have like cats and they let them breed and stuff, so they just a bunch of cats all in the ranch. Then the dogs were actually scared to go outside to come out of their kennels. Um, but there was one night that a dog, um, either got so riled up or whatever and decided to follow one of the lights. Okay. Um, it followed it into the woods and two more followed trying to go after the other dog. Ooh. Terry could hear them barking. Okay. And then, and they were like in the woods and he was trying to find them and then he heard them start to yelp. Oh. And then silence. (gasps) And... He couldn't find them. He kept searching and searching and couldn't find them. So he went home because it was nighttime. So the next morning, I think it said, I can't remember. I think it was him and his son or maybe his dad. I couldn't remember who went out with her. But they went out and they found three crop circles. Oh. And unfortunately, three burned, charred lumps in the circles. Sorry, turning page. So... Poor um, puppies. Yeah, those puppies didn't make it. That was really sad. <laughs> so, as far as after that, I did mention to you that Robert Bigelow. Bu- yeah, Bigelow. Bigelow. I almost said Bugalo, and I was like, <laughs> mm, no, Bungalow, maybe. <laughs> Bugalo, no. Um, Robert Bigelow, um, he started hearing these stories because they were like reporting the mutilations and stuff too. The Salt Lake Tribune, which is our local, like, giant newspaper, among other newspapers. Yep. And so he was like, 
way hyped. He's like, oh, I love the su- the supernatural. I love aliens. He was mostly, it was mostly for him about the aliens and the UFOs. Okay. Um, but he just loved the paranormal in general. So he ended up paying them $200,000 for the ranch. And he turned it into a research facility for, like, the paranormal. Okay. But again, very, like, towards UFOs. Uh-huh. Um, cause it keeps saying paranormal, but I'm like, what well, really they were trying to catch UFOs. Like, it's not like they were doing research for like the skinwalkers or anything like that. Okay. Um, so the family moved off, the Shermans moved off the ranch. Okay. But Terry stayed on as a ranch manager. Okay. And his job was to care for the livestock that they had on the ranch that they used as bait. Oh. Yeah. And we'll kind of talk about that in the next episode as far as like, because the future owner kind of goes more in depth as to what's on the property and what it was used for. Okay. Um, I didn't find it as much in this stuff that I went through because this is okay. more focused towards the old owners. Gotcha. So Bigelow ended up creating NIDS, N-I-D-S, and that stands for National Institute of Discovery Science. Ooh. He had a lot of different specialists come in. Like, he hired a whole group of specialists. That included uh, psychiatrists, engineers, biologists, physicists, military guards. Okay. Like, just a whole... I think um, there was, like... They mentioned a number of... There was a ton of people. Let's just go with that. Okay. So, when... They founded NIDS. He also hired intense military staff, including uh, someone named John Alexander. I think it was John B. Alexander. I just put the initial bit. And he was a colonel. Okay. He was a NATO advisor. He was very colored in history as far as, like, being within the military. Okay. He was actually interviewed after the fact, and he said that it was all true, which is, like, most of them big aren't. thing well yeah and one of his favorite stories is all the cameras were on watching each other so they had one facing one camera and an, another view and then facing another camera and they were all set up on pvc pipe duct tape down you know cords you know they were very secured okay because there's also animals and stuff so they want yeah. to make sure so they were watching pretty much everything the way they had it set up and at some point the feed just stopped the feed stopped for a third of a second but within that third of a second not even a second okay all the cords were yanked all at once so for every camera all the cords were yanked all at once and all the duct tape came not only came off but was completely gone what just just disappeared and then there was a huge chunk, about three feet, taken out of the cords that just wasn't there. Whoa. So it's not like, I mean, it, there's literally nothing that could explain that hap- all of that happening within a third of a second. Because by the time the cameras came back, the feed came back on, th- you know, there was nothing. Yeah. But there would have been something happening, you know, like, uh-huh. very weird. So, um... I put that in the totally wrong place. I am I was struggling when I did these notes. I'm like, <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? So kind of going back to the mutilations okay. and stuff like that. 
So they had veterinarians on staff. Um, right. Not necessarily on site, but yeah. they had people that were their normal veterinarians for uh-huh. all the cows. And they would look over the mutilations. They could not find a cause of death. Nothing specific. Like, I'm sure that they went into detail and found, like, what in the end killed yeah. the cow. But they could not see anything like, oh, an animal attacked it. Like, there's no, nothing wrong with it other than whatever mutilation yeah, was done. Yeah, just so, missing eyes. Or, like, missing an ear or, like, but why did it die? Like, it, shock. Yeah. Which actually is a thing with cows especially. Yeah. Um, I learned, so. So, yeah, that was in the wrong place, but that's the last thing in her. <laughs> the mutilation. Um, or that has to do with the mutilation, kind of was in the wrong spot. So, uh, there was a journalist named George Knapp. He first experienced seeing lights, and he saw a bright yellow orb uh, shoot out from the ramps silently. But as fa- he said it was as fast as a jet and in a perfect 360 loop around kind of like the basin. Oh. And then flew away. And it was silent. Wow. So it moved so fast it would have had to have been like a jet or something because it was as fast as a jet, he said, but it literally was silent. UFO, baby. For sure. And I don't, I don't know why I don't have more notes on George Knapp. I don't <laughs> know who he is. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe I'll talk more about him in the next episode after I do some more. Um, let's see. Yep. After I do some more. Oops. <laughs> more in-depth notes. In-depth notes on that, apparently. So in 1997, Terry called the news because the cows were being mutilated, starting to be mutilated more often again. Okay. On, on their ears and their eyes. Oh. The team that looked at them uh, saw that they had circular spots cut out of their eyelids. Oh. So almost like a cookie cutter. Just like took a circle out of their eyelids. Uh. Um, they had shredded ears uh. um, as if they were like cut by scissors. And there was literally nothing that really could have done this because this specific instance that happened, uh-huh. it was in the middle of a snowstorm. Oh. So it was like Nobody would have been out, like, in the And you would have seen footprints. Footprints. Or, I mean, maybe not if it was in the middle, because, like, yeah, they could get covered up by snow. True. But, like, nobody would have gone out there and, like, done that in the snow. Like, why would you? I don't know. Yeah. And then also, I mentioned the cats were getting mutilated and stuff like that, so that's uh-huh. why he kind of went to the news. Sure. The cattle wasn't enough. You get the cats and there's newsworthy. Yeah. Yep. Gotta have the cats. Um, I will mention that listening to M and and that's why we drink. Okay. They mentioned that they had they had pulled up some pictures. I didn't do such because I've actually seen a lot of the pictures. And they're horrifying. And they're horrifying. But if you want to see them for whatever reason, because I did see them for curiosity's sake. M said that they searched Skinwalker Ranch cows missing organs. <laughs> I did not search that specifically, so I don't know if that's all of the pictures or what. I would say even just going, uh, just searching Skinwalker Ranch cow mutilations will probably pull yeah. it up. But yeah, the, and just be under, understanding they're very graphic. It's yes. not like a murder scene where they try to cover stuff up. It's literally dead cows 
that had been mutilated. So yeah, just brace yourself and probably not do it at work yeah. <laughs> around your kids. <laughs> um, Definitely not that. Yeah. So another. No work, no kids, no animals. Yeah. Well, I mean, the animals don't care. They probably would. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not going to speak for the animals. I <laughs> I'm not Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> also true. <laughs> so one instance of the of the mutilations that had started happening again, there was an 80-pound calf that had been spread eagle with one of its legs <gasps> ripped out of its socket. Oh, no. Then placed next to it. So literally the legs oh. next to it, which is really weird. And that's not an animal thing. Like, they wouldn't just no kill they... it and then take it. Like, they, I mean, just leave it. Next to it, and then the internal organs were missing. It was completely drained of blood, but there was no blood, like, under it area. next to it or on it. There was no blood on the Oh, wow. Either. So it was literally just devoid of blood. It's Oof. a vampire werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. It's it's Edward and Jacob, I tell ya. Well, that's what my dad used to tell people he was. Half werewolf, half vampire. Huh. <laughs> I don't know what that makes me, but... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Could be why you would believe in everything. Truth. Yes, that's you exactly... You are everything. Sure am. <laughs> yep, I'm even somewhere in there part Bigfoot. <laughs> very little part, though, because I'm very little, so... <laughs> I'm Littlefoot. <laughs> nope, not that either, because that would be... <laughs> that would be land before time. All right, we're getting off. <laughs> you smell me? <laughs> Oh, okay. I was at a really sad part, so I'm glad that we um, <laughs> glad we went off on a tangent. So Whoa. next to the calf, okay, was the mother. Oh, she was alive, <gasps> but she was not only showing distress, but she had also been mutilated. Oh, so one ear was cut like shredded like the other story and the other ear was completely missing (gasps) um it was cut down all the way to her skull essentially with surgical skill it was a clean cut all the way down to her skull the one that was cut off was actually the ear that the tag had been in (gasps) so it was almost like they were trying to like keep a souvenir or claim the the wow Let's see. So then they do sometimes hear dogs howling or barking. Okay. They at one point could hear dogs howling and they found the sound coming from some trees. They found a cow standing away from the others under under the trees. Uh-huh. Which normally with cows, they'll only do that if they're in distress. So yeah. other than giving birth, which uh-huh. they'll also do that, they will do it if they're sick or something's wrong so they went to kind of go closer to the cow to try and find out what's going on and they saw amber glowing eyes <gasps> in the trees above the cow oh so they shot at it thinking it was like a cat because we do have um like mountain lions and large cats yeah. here. so they thought maybe that's what it was so they shot at it um after the second shot it the eyes completely disappeared okay 
they didn't hear anything, but they did see the tray move. So they know that something, you know, it was, it was visibly kind of something left, but they didn't hear anything jump down or anything make a sound. They ran to go over to the cow and, you know, make sure the cow was okay. See what was over there. See if they Uh needed to keep shooting at something. There was literally nothing there other than a bird type print below the tree it was six six inches wide whoa it had two sharp back claws um and so large i mean six inches yeah i mean normal bird is like a couple inches wide for a normal like bird if that yeah and they said it was very like um i read two different things about it and said it was very like um, bird of prey like gotcha. how you would kind of like, have like has the claws the claws in the front mm-hmm. and then one in the back they said it was almost even rept raptor like oh we've got our utah raptor here mm-hmm. yep we do so this also has dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> we have our own it's like loch ness but the skinwalker in. <laughs> Our lake's not big enough for a Loch Ness Monster, so we have to have land dinosaurs that just happen to still be alive. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the crazy thing was, was not only that, but then 20 feet further, they found the other foot. So it was like, this is the left foot, or the right foot, and then the left print's 20 feet away. It's like, step, flip, 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 step. Flip, 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 flip. Yeah, seriously. Like, how else? It's yeah. not like it's going to be big enough that it has a 20-foot gate. Like, there's no... Not no. with six inches, no. No. And you would... you A 20-foot gate, you'd be, like, taller than the trees. 20 feet. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, as tall as the trees. Like, you'd, you'd be really big. Yeah. Because, like, a normal And your feet would be more bigger than six inches. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to hold you so yeah, so yeah, it was it was really creepy, but that's all I found. Just the two prints, twenty feet apart, very like bird of prey like, and then the eyes. But once again, they shot at something, and it didn't die; it just went away. So yep. very skinwalker, very skinwalkery. So then here's the other story of like something happening that was like space related that should not be able to happen. Okay. That I was mentioning. So they had bowls in a pen and they would like check on them and go over. That was Terry's job essentially. Okay. So he went to check on them and there were four missing in broad daylight. Like he went and checked on them earlier. Everything was fine and then came back however long later to check on them again and there were four missing. Wow. So he's like, okay, maybe they got out or someone broke into the pen or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. So he starts kind of looking around. He can't see him anywhere. And he just walks by the cattle trailer that they have that they use when they transport their cattle. Uh Uh-huh. And they always have it closed and locked when not in use. And he could, like, hear something. Okay. So he went over to the cattle trailer and found them tightly loaded inside this cattle trailer. Wow. They were locked inside and outside. Wow. And the locks had not been disturbed as as what? like the wire was still wrapped around the padlock 
and there was literally still cobwebs on the lock. It oh. Had not been disturbed. But these bulls were in there. So Terry opened the doors. The bulls were in this trance. Like, none of them moved. They weren't making any noise. Oh. They were just standing there. I mean, they were crammed into this little trailer. There was four bulls, giant yeah. bulls. And he's just, like, kind of trying to get their attention. Like, they're not responding. So he goes to open the gate to the pen where all the other bulls are. And it's like it snaps them out of it. Just, like, boom, all of a sudden they're aware. And they just start freaking out. And they, like, clamor, clamor their way out of this trailer. Like, they just, like, he would have expected as soon as he opened the door, they would have done. But they just stood there. Like, nothing was happening. Wow. And um, after that happened, they found that the metal doors on the pen uh-huh. were oddly magnetized when they hadn't been before. Wow. And they decided to start measuring over time and, like, keeping track of that because they're like, that's not normal. Yeah. And they found that the amount of magnetization would fluctuate, would go up and down without any real reason. Wow. And when the levels were higher, the animals, so like the bulls, but also like dogs yeah. and stuff, would show signs of distress and be freaked out and yeah, and have a lot of fear. And so they're a lot more sensitive to things than we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. So there were a couple things that I didn't put in my notes because I told you I was listening uh-huh. um, on my way here as well. So I'll kind of go over one of the other things that, and I might have even just missed it within my notes because I was going back and forth a bunch. Because <laughs> I thought, oh, wait, I think it is here and I think it it wouldn't scroll. Yep, there it is. <laughs> you know. Okay. During that time also, they had issues with padlocks on pens. Okay. Like just disappearing. Okay. Gates would open by themselves. Um, yeah. And then they started seeing a lot of orbs that would, and in my opinion, like I'm, they call them orbs. I think it's because they're round lights, but they're not ghost orbs. They're like orbs in the sky, like UFO orbs. They would fly around all at the same time, but not show on recordings. They couldn't catch them. They were only visible to the eye. Okay. And they were flying in unison, but Again, silent, like, it wasn't like they were jets, didn't make any sense. And then Terry starts to see shadow men. Of course. Standing out by the barn. He saw a UFO the size of multiple football fields with strange blinking lights. Okay. He also started to find crop circles, but it was in, like, the dirt. Huh. Because it's like a, excuse me, it's like a desert. It's not. Yeah. There's not, like crops they're not a yeah. that kind of farm um but it would be dug into the dirt and it would be dug at exactly eight feet and they were in a triangle formation so circles in a triangle formation okay does that make sense so like circle here circle there circle Ooh. <laughs> over there <laughs> and it would look like a triangle but they were circles okay okay <laughs> um and he said that it was very clean like it literally looked like someone had taken again a cookie cutter Uh uh-huh stamped it into the dirt eight feet and then 
there was no, like, the leftover dirt, whatever dirt had come out of these holes were not, it was not there. It wasn't like someone dug it out and there was a pile, like, it was gone completely. Huh. Which, I mean, you could take it somewhere else, but to have a perfect circle. Yeah. To where someone explains it looks like a cookie cutter. Yeah, that's like that's just clean. crazy. Yeah. So people started to hear voices in their head. One was quoted saying, one person that had heard it was quoted saying, and I kind of mentioned this before, they were burning hot with their hatred from behind a dimensional curtain. I knew they were discussing me, asking questions like, why is he here and who is he, who is he, even though I could not understand their language. Huh. So very similar kind of story, but it wasn't someone in the family. This was later on. Gotcha. So a retired school teacher and local UFO expert. Okay. Joe Jr. Hicks um, has documented over 400 UFO sightings in the area. Whoa. Right. Um, After witnessing a craft pass over the school where he taught. Okay. The UFO activity really started getting intense in the early 50s, he said. There were cases where the whole school and all the teachers saw these things hovering over the town in broad daylight. Wow. In the 60s and 70s, we probably had more UFO sightings than any place in the world, Hicks said in an article published by George Knapp, which is that other guy. So, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure George Knapp is a journalist from Vegas, okay. if I remember correctly, but I don't know like how he got interested in, so I'll have to find out. Okay. So then from there, one night, researchers were out in the field and saw a yellow orb. They noticed it was getting bigger and brighter and actually turned into a portal. Um, It then looked more like a tunnel. Like it wasn't just a circle. It actually could see into it. Yeah. Um, And it was hovering off the ground. They started to sweat um, and like have physical... They felt like they couldn't breathe. Uh-huh. They felt like they were being like suffocated by someone like holding their throat. One person said he saw a person in the tunnel. He watched a solid black humanoid shadow without a face walk out of the tunnel and right past him. After the person walked out of the tunnel, they faded away. Um, they could not find the person. And then very shortly after that, the tunnel closed. The portal closed. Whoa. Yes. In 1999, they had issues where every time they'd set up cameras, they would either go missing or get broken every single time. That's just mean. It's rude. That's expensive. Yeah. (laughs) One night, Terry was leaving the ranch and saw something move across the field towards the houses. He decided to go check on it, go see what it was. Of course. He decided to go back and he saw it was like a light. Okay. When he ran towards the light, or where he thought it had gone, he came across a brown hyena. This creature ran away, then disappeared into thin air, once again, running towards the horses. It disappeared, but in the time it would have taken to get to the horses, so almost like it went invisible rather than disappeared, Uh the horses started to freak out, almost like they could sense it. But it was still invisible. It was in a different dimension. Or in a different dimension. They started to freak out and he ran to the horses and they had claw marks <gasps> in them. In their bodies. So Ryan Skinner, who was a rese- researcher after the fact. So he wasn't like on the property, but he was a researcher. Uh-huh. Um, 
he became obsessed with the ranch when he went by the ranch on his way to Vegas with his wife. Okay. He was a native of Wisconsin. In 2006, in December, Ryan and his fiance, uh, Ernia, I think. Okay. Uh, it's I-R-N-Y-A. That's the only way I could really think of Ernia. Uh, took a trip from Wisconsin to Las Vegas uh, where they planned to get married. Okay. Awesome. Especially because they live in Wisconsin. Like, to me, Las Vegas is... It's only six hours away. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, during a long drive down a deserted road in Utah, which happened to be by that area... Okay. He turned the wheel over to Ernia so he could rest his eyes for a while. He was brought out of a light slumber by the sound of his fiancée screaming. Oh. She was screaming and saying, what is that? Ryan jolted upright, immediately noticing a red light reflecting off the Jeep's rearview mirror. Okay. At first he thought it was like a reflection from a streetlight or someone's brakes, but as he looked closer, he realized the light was coming from a red glowing object overhead. Um, it almost looked like a red sparkler uh, suspended okay. high in the air, so almost like those um, emergency like, things you oh, shoot a flare. off. a flare. Um, as he stared in awe, he could make out the long rectangular sh- uh, shape of a craft in the glow of the red light. Wow. Uh, Ernia pulled the vehicle over by the side of the road, and Ryan jumped out of the for a closer look, which, why? No. <laughs> um, t- <laughs> no. To his amazement, the glowing ball of light hovered five feet off the ground, only 30 feet from the Jeep. He stared into the light mesmerized by the sight. He was drawn out of his near-hypnotic gaze by the sound of Ernia screaming his name. He turned to see three hazy figures walking toward them from another direction. (gasps) No. They definitely were not human. His fight-or-flight instincts kicked in, and he yelled for Ernia to get in the car. They sped away, but the red glowing orb continued to stalk them (gasps) they raced on the highway and pulled in at the nearest rest stop hoping to find someone to help them the parking lot was full of empty semis and parked cars but even though he leaned on his horn nobody emerged from the vehicles so it was almost that whole like trance trance yep after a minute the strange light faded off into the distance as though growing bored of them (laughs) (laughs) which that's hilarious the aliens are like all right well we're done chasing this person <laughs> where are you um, finding this uh yeah so i was gonna say that after i finished so Sorry. uh no it's the ghost diaries.com okay um which i actually found because em mentioned it all right but yeah confused and afraid they got back in the jeep and continued on their way uh they drove for several miles before they realized the light was back <gasps> It was following them again. So Ryan's first instinct was to run, but his sense of curiosity took over. Again. Man, this this guy. While the threat was real, he was still running away from the kind of paranormal experience he'd spent most of his life searching for. Oh. So he turned around. <laughs> he eventually captured some of the events on video before the light faded away once more. They relaxed, thinking they had survived the event, only discovered the lights hadn't left after all. Oh. Right? They just relocated to the side of the car. So oh. they're no longer behind them. He rolled down the window to get a better look and was shocked to discover that the lights were mutating into alien faces. <gasps> no, thank you. <laughs> like, no, no, no. 
literally, I would be scared I had been drugged. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Like, what the uh, hell is going on? These strange beings drifted closer to the car, giving them a full view of their faces and strange, tight-fitting clothing. Okay. Ryan fumbled for the camera, wanting to co- document the event, but it wouldn't turn on. The battery was dead. Of course. It was definitely time to get out of there, it says. <laughs> EMF, baby. Yeah. He tried to start the car, but the ignition only gave a half-hearted attempt to turn over. The entities outside the window were clearly in control. Several long moments passed. Yeah. Several long moments passed before the beings finally faded away, leaving Ryan with a mystery he'd spend the rest of his life pursuing. Oh. So. No. No. So. Back to where. I'm going to be a chicken if, if anything ever happens to me yeah i mean yeah i don't know so like i have a feeling that i would be better off with ghosts than with oh for sure aliens well because aliens are more more real there's more sustenance and like they could literally like take you like yeah oh this ghost probe you no thank you (laughs) absolutely not yeah no i don't think i even could handle aliens i could at least handle like well and i have my own experiences with ghosts too so like it's less scary to me because it's more of something that i've already kind of experienced yeah so not that it wouldn't be scary but i do feel like i would be more scared of aliens although i also have experiences with ufos too so so yeah well we'll talk about those someday i don't know i keep saying that and we don't but but we're only on episode five yeah i don't i don't know when the right time to exactly start (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> talking about that is so i'm just gonna keep hinting at it and creating mystery so people keep listening mystery and intrigue <laughs> they'll just yes, keep listening us. when is shannon gonna talk about her personal experiences i guess i have to listen to the next episode <laughs> hint, hint. all right so after his experience he began researching the area in earnest which led him to a story about skinwalker ranch all right. After the after reading the article, he realized the ranch was just south, and I read somewhere else it was about a mile south of where they had their encounter. Oh, that's close. Yeah, it's not just south. No, like, it was only a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> Which there is a road that goes right by the ranch, kind of. Yeah. About, about that far away. So, yeah, they were probably just on that, like, kind of main road that's right there. Yeah. Not main road. I mean, they're in the middle of nowhere, but... <laughs> in his repeat visits to the ranch oh sorry yawning time that hit me really hard really fast that was crazy okay <laughs> <laughs> in his repeat visits to the ranch he encountered many things he couldn't explain including more of the hovering light orbs as well as a giant wolf-like creature similar to one in e. sherman's experience yep even stranger both he and his brother, who accompanied him on the second trip, experienced hallucinogenic voices and pictures in their heads. Um, as though the entities were trying to communicate telepathically. Whoa. Yeah. If that were the case, the message wasn't a pleasant one. It was clear that whatever was on the ranch wanted them gone. Oof. There is a video. So if you go to theghostdiaries.com, there is a video of the kind of orb light that Ryan... Okay. A video that Ryan has posted, Ryan Skinner. Um, it's just like a little short clip. To me, it I don't know. 
in my opinion, it could even be a plane, but whatever. <laughs> they were experiencing it, not me. So. Yeah. But I also li- didn't listen to it with the sound on, so maybe it's more eerie. I don't, maybe he's talking about it or something. I'm yeah. more curious about what he caught because he said that he turned around and was trying to record it or whatever. Okay. And before the camera wouldn't turn on, he was actually recording it in the story. Um, let's see what he say. What did it say? It said, he said he was recording it somewhere in the story. Okay. Before the camera wouldn't turn back on, which is why he had the camera with him. But. All right. Anyway, I would be more interested to see that, but maybe it didn't catch anything. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, because this is just kind of far away and. Gotcha. Spectacular happens really. <laughs> you can tell it's moving, but it's not like fast or anything like that. So. Okay. So he wrote a book called Skinwalker Ranch, No Trespassing. (laughs) And then uh, what I had originally kind of started with, which wasn't correct, was his first book. So that one was the follow-up book. The first one was Skinwalker Ranch, Path of the Skinwalker. Okay. So he wrote two books about that. In the second book, he kind of dug deeper into the history of the Uinta Basin as well as the phenomena that has been reported there. Okay. Um, he interviewed several former security guards from the ranch, as well as documented accounts from local residents. He did set up a website. Ooh. Technically, that's the one I was telling you about, like the Skinwalker Ranch website. It's okay. skinwalkerranch.com. All right. Um, where all the pictures and stuff like that. Gotcha. So it's... I mean, it's pretty cool. Like I said, I it doesn't look like anything has really been updated recent. But again, I mean, it's been COVID and stuff. I yeah. think the last thing I saw was in 2018. Gotcha. Um, but that's also, again, I think because the new owner has kind of shut everything down. Like, yeah. they don't allow anything, like, unless it's set up with them. So Gotcha. I think I'm just struggling with the tabs i don't freaking know where i'm at they have a youtube page by the way oh. skinwalker ranch which i just found so i'm gonna try to <laughs> watch some videos um and then i think that's gonna be it because then we kind of go into more current stuff and that will be in the next episode so all right so yeah so that is the first half ish first of two the first installment. Installment. <laughs> <laughs> the first attempt by Shannon to cover <laughs> I sure hope that your editing makes this just sound awesome because I feel like I sound like a retard through half of it. No, you're good. It would have helped if, you know, maybe I had all my tabs in specific places or didn't have like 30 open. That probably would have helped. Maybe. But, um, you know, that's... I never claim to make things easy on myself (laughs) um gotcha um from there i will mention um we still haven't received anything for ads yes so you know we don't know it doesn't give like a time frame so i don't know when the ads will start up they're supposed to email us something so just you know if ads start up just know like it shouldn't be anything crazy I, i think it's just supposed to be like one thing to start yeah. But I mean, we'll try not to be annoying. I don't really know what to expect from it. So. So learn with us. Yes. Grow with us. That too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, 
You know you love me. I do. I, I love you with all of it. All of the love. <laughs> um, there was something else still, and I can't... I feel like... Um, send us more listener stories. Definitely need more listener stories because we ran out of them. Pretty, 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 please. Um, it doesn't need to be anything crazy. I mean, if you listen to our last listener story episode, it's just anything personal that you've experienced or maybe even a family member has experienced or someone you know. Yeah, a friend, colleague. Anything that you are somehow attached to, whether it be paranormal, true crimey, and, you know, if you're not sure, just send it to us. If it doesn't work, we won't read it. We'll probably respond to you and let you know or whatever. But, like, it doesn't hurt to send it to us. We're not exactly. going to, like, blast you and be like, I don't know why you sent this because. <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? No, that's not how we're no, going to do. And really. We have anxiety. We don't talk like that to anyone. Absolutely. Except each other. It has nothing to do with anxiety <laughs> either. It has complete. Uh, I respect people in general. Yeah. Um. But, no, I. I even if it doesn't have to do with what we read, like I still want to read it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like still we're send nosy. It. Like, yeah. Come on. If you want to send me all your skeletons in the closet, I am down. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, we also we have listeners in Ireland and <gasps> yes, that's Pakistan. Yes. So we have international listeners. Oh my gosh! It doesn't yes. tell. Us, it doesn't tell us how many. Just it the says percentage. less than one percent. So yeah. it's one person. It's like one person. <laughs> so like, hi, hi. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yes. Send us your name so that we can shout you out. Yes, absolutely. If you like, if you, I mean, anyone that's listening, if you are not someone that directly like we know you, or even if you are, like, hit us up and let us know you're listening. Let us know what you think. You know, you yeah, can, like, give us reviews. We like them. We love that. And Please. I don't know if anyone can see it on the last episode that I posted. I put a question on there. I haven't oh. received any answers. So if you didn't notice that, or you know, you want to answer the question, just go back in Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify and you can answer that question and I'll be able to see it. It's just asking about Patreon and what you thought of the listener episode. So I'm just yeah. kind of curious, wanting to know what you think, if you have any suggestions, opinions. We really want feedback because really the only feedback we have so far is from parents and, and siblings. Yep. <laughs> so we'd love to get some feedback and just kind of see what you guys think. What If you have any suggestions for stories, anything. Exactly. Yes. Hit us up. And that's, um, you know, as far as hitting us up, that's, um, so the email is mystery monsters and Merlot, mystery monsters, Merlot at gmail.com. And then Facebook, it's M3 mystery podcast. Yep. And Instagram and Twitter, it's M3 mystery pod. Yes, correct. And as far as Facebook, I do check it every day. You're welcome to message us. I'm happy to answer or i will read it it will get read it will get responded to so let us know if you have any yeah and i i have notifications set up on instagram and twitter so we'll we'll yeah we'll get you however you hit us up i will say if you have like a listener story please email it it's much easier to save it and make sure that we have it um especially with us both kind of working on that if you do the facebook um, and one of us reads it, we don't know, the other person might not know that the message was there. Exactly. So, um, definitely email. Um, but otherwise, yeah. yeah, we hope to keep this up, keep fun. We are going to, like we mentioned, record our next episode before Christmas as well. So the next one hopefully will be 
more Christmassy. Mine, I don't know if I'm going to do the second part of the story for that or if I'm going to do a Christmas related um, and we just do like a bonus one. I don't know how we want to do it, but yeah, I wanted to do a Christmas story, but I know <laughs> that you are not as interested because yours is more real. Yeah, it's, it's murder. murder. And it's <laughs> difficult to find happy Christmassy murders. <laughs> right, exactly. So, but just... We will mention Christmas the next yeah. episode as well, even though it will be after Christmas. Exactly. Because. It's going to be before Christmas for us. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, real quick here. I have a quote of the day. Oh, yes. It is, only by not forgetting the past can we be the master of the future. And that's from Ba Jin. Absolutely. That, I mean, Yeah. You need, you can't just like, oh, you know, don't live in the past. No, like, yeah, don't like yeah. dwell in the past, but you have to remember the failures and the things that have happened to you in your past to build on it and make a better future. You want to learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Like just be kind to each other. Yeah. Love is love. Do you have an I am statement of the day? I do. So I'm going to do two. Ooh. Because not only are they like really short, but I have so many i have one a day you know so gotcha. a bunch so the first one says i will recover from this and be happy again yes yes <laughs> and then this one is big to me right now which is part of why i wanted to do it as well okay it's i'm not going to stress over things outside of my control oh that's so big yeah, it's a really hard concept for me right now, especially with having so much going on in my life. So I don't get very personal on here, but just to kind of the reason why I say that a lot. Recently, the week before Thanksgiving, I lost my job. Um, I've had a few deaths in my family, including my um, grandpa passed away yesterday. Oh, um, I didn't know that, sweetie. Yeah, and I, he was really old even when I met him like my grandma um, met him like 11 or 12 years ago okay. um, something like that and you know they live in Idaho so I've only hung out with him a few times and okay. we've had a couple family things so it's not you know he's not my best buddy or anything unfortunately I've already lost those grandpas but yeah it, I mean it's hard just because I know how it will affect my family yeah um, it's like my cousin who yeah. passed away yeah and so, you know, I was talking to my aunt, and unfortunately I found out through Facebook, so that was kind of hard. Oh. Um, my aunt just didn't realize that no one had told me, and it's not anyone's fault. I'm, you know, yeah. like I said, it's kind of a distant family. They all kind of live in Idaho and stuff, so, um, and it's through my dad, which my dad has passed, so I don't really have that connection anymore. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely hard to find out through Facebook. For sure. And I found out yesterday, and yesterday was a really hard mental day for me. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I just not having a job, stressing about getting the kids to and from school, and I've had a lot of loss in that actual way, and then also just loss in change. I don't deal well with big changes sometimes, especially when they're all at yeah. once. And that plus... Anxiety's a bitch. Yeah, that plus the podcast, and as I've mentioned in the past, you know, finding out I have ADHD, and I'm definitely on the wrong medications. Yeah. And that's made things really complicated. So, um, 
luckily Nikki bears with me and she supports yeah. me and loves me. She invited me over for dinner tonight before we recorded. Yeah, my parents have started doing this thing where um, the first week of the month is going to be my oldest sister and then the second is going to be my brother and then the third is going to be uh, the Sundays. Yeah. Um, they're going to invite us over for dinner and then every month that there's five weeks, five Sundays in the month, we'll get together with everyone. Which that'll be awesome. Yes. That'll be really good. But yeah, so... Um, so this week was my week and I'm single, so I invited my family. I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to record yesterday and I was just like bawling my eyes out and I was like, I can't do it tonight. I suck. I'm sorry. And she's just like, okay, well, you're coming over tomorrow and you're going to have dinner. And <laughs> so it was good. And I got lots of kid slash dog slash hubby cuddles. So that was good too. So that's definitely good. But... Yeah, so um, we probably will slowly get more personal in here. We want to create kind of a family aspect with our listeners, but we're not trying to drown you in our lives. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but just because I keep mentioning it, I wanted to kind of bring that up, but we love you guys. Let us know any feedback. Let us know any suggestions. And obviously we want to hear your stories. Yes. And remember, we We scare scare because we we care. care.